Alrighty, alrighty. What's up, everybody? Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm gonna give everybody. Well, sorry, I got all kind of topics flying up over here. Definitely got all the topics for the show are flying up here. But what's good, everybody? Welcome to Two for One Show. Got a special guest with me today, um, the homie Torrance. Um, he's gonna come through, talk with us about the last dance. But this is a shooting shot show. Uh, so shout out to everybody that's about to you know check it out, watch right now. Make sure you go right now. You subscribe to us on YouTube. We are live on YouTube as well as live on Twitter on Periscope. So if you're watching this right now, like I said, we are live on YouTube as well as live on Periscope. But before I bring my special guest in, um, I just wanted to welcome everybody to shooting shots. Obviously, this is the third day in a row I'm doing this. Honestly, now that I got the single mic set up, it's pretty easy for me to be able to make it happen. Um, obviously this is not like hoops and brews where you guys are going to be getting premium level, high quality HD conversations, but at least you guys can still get some content. What up? Uh, you know, uh, you know, Valix Everett, what up? Um, at least you guys can still get some quality content and we can keep rocking through quarantine. If you're here right now, feel free, drop a message in the chat box. We're about to preview the last dance. I want everybody, if you've seen any episode of the last dance, I want you to go right now into your comment section, whether you're on Periscope or whether you're on YouTube, and I want you to comment what your favorite moment, your favorite moment, not what the internet's favorite moment is, what your favorite moment of The Last Dance has been, but as we get ready to go ahead and we get ready to hop into that, I will, will go ahead and officially welcome my first guest, the horny, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the homie uh, Torrance, what's good, bro, how you doing? Shout out to the homie Damien, uh, Torrance, uh, you know, he tagged you in this and said, yo, come on here, talk live with me. So welcome. I appreciate you for coming through on Shooting Shots. Welcome to Shooting Shots. Uh, let's get it. How you doing today? Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. I'm doing anytime. good, man. I'm sorry to uh, move into a new house a couple of days ago, man. I was out doing yard work and stuff, so I got stuff all over the place, man. Oh, well, it's all good. I can't see none of it anyway. They can't see it. They don't care. They just want to hear some hot takes flying. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, I, I take it you've seen some of the last dance. Uh, uh, are you a Bulls fan? Yeah, man. So, so uh, you got the Bears gear on. Yeah, man. And a Cubs fan. I know y'all Sox fan over there. I'm, um, a, I'm a, actually I'm a Cubs and a Sox fan. I'm a, and I'm gonna say this. I'm a Cubs and a Sox fan because I literally grew up a mile away from old Comiskey Park. But my grandmother okay. was a diehard Cubs fan, and she passed away when I was like really young. So my mother. Growing up was always a huge Cubs fan, even though we lived a mile away from Comiskey. So I I love okay. both teams. But if I had to choose, okay, I'm I choosing the Cubs. If I had to choose, I'm okay. choosing the Cubs. But yeah, but, but yeah, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in back and forth from Chicago. Man, I got family there. Pretty much grew up there. Mm -hmm. Calumet Park. So I went too far from Comiskey myself. Okay. But everybody okay. was Sox fans, man. So I, I couldn't get down with it. But I'm, I'm a diehard uh, Bulls and Bears fan, man. I've been. Uh, I think I'm, I might be a little bit older. I think I'm about same age as uh, Damien. Okay. All right. So, uh, so I, I vividly remember those days. What I'm looking forward to pretty much, man, is uh, something something I had I didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I seen when I seen MJ cry, man, talking about how competitive he was, I was like, damn. Like I I mean I mean I'm in the military, man. I'm, I'm on I'm, I'm in the army. I'm on year 17. Yeah. So I know you. how. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Appreciate Thank it. you for contributing to society. We appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. So I know I know how it is to see men dig deep, you know, dig deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just seeing that, that's 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 yeah. about a game. That's man, that's a, you don't want to play the game. Yeah, yeah. So, game, something, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. Then don't play. Yeah, don't don't yeah. play. You know what I mean? So yeah. so seeing that, man, that kind of, that was eye opening. Everybody knew it was competitive, but uh -oh. that, to that level, man, we got that another was... guest joining in with us. The homie Cam. Cam, what's up? I see you. You in your car? You calling in? We're about to talk the last dance, obviously. Um, I'm gonna mute you real quick so that way we can let the homie Torrance uh, finish saying what he's saying. But it's the homie Cam Buford calling in. Drive away your up, face brothers? mask. What's up? What's, up, what's, up, what's up, man? What's up? Where hey, your face mask at? It's, it's on the seat, man. I got it when I'm going to these damn stores, man. Don't worry about all that, man. Hope I all <laughs> hope all you guys are safe, though. Yes, definitely. We are. We are. But go ahead, continue, Torrance. Continue saying what you were saying about wanting to see the exclusive content. Yeah, just seeing something, man, that I haven't seen. I mean, I, I grew up, I mean, I'm, I'm right at the age demographic where everything, YouTube, social media, mm -hmm. um, the advent of all that. So, and even growing up, man, I mean, when you're a kid, man, you're obsessed. If you're a Bulls fan, you grew up mm -hmm. in Chicago, you're obsessed with, I mean, I even, I have a, I'm a find, I have a, I wrote the, the Bulls back when I was like 11. 
my really? aunt actually went on a date. Uh, she worked at the Hancock Center, Hancock Building, okay. and she actually went on a date back in like '84. Okay. To some kind of ball, okay. and I reached out to the Bulls. Like, hey, my aunt knows you. You know, uh-huh. no reply. Oh. I did it again, and then I actually got a picture, like uh-huh. a three by five back, and uh-huh. it was signed. And my dad was like, "Man, that, that's that's probably fake." So he he took his finger and he smudged, and the ink started to come off. I was like, uh-huh. "Oh shit!" So I still have it in the house somewhere, man. I still got it. The part, little, little part of the M, a little smudged off. So, pretty much, I'm gonna verify that that that's real. So, so yeah, I'm pretty close with the Bulls, man. So, pretty much looking forward to something I don't already know, man. That's good. That's good. Cam, obviously, you're a reporter. Um, have you seen any of the Last Dance? What do you think about it? Okay, yeah, of course we've seen the Last Dance. Um, I'm in, I'm more interested to know kind of what you guys, how you guys being from Chicago, the younger generation. Is there something that you're learning? Because I kind of lived through this. You know, there was a couple um, tidbits that I didn't obviously know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember Scottie Pippen, or I remember Scottie Pippen in the contract situation being hold. I remember Scottie Pippen sitting out and like thinking, like, dude, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Um, when Phil gave Kukos the last shot. Um, I remember Rodman, Rodman going to Vegas. I remember that. I didn't know that Jordan had to come you know, go to his house and get him out to come come back to practice. But I remember that stuff. So I'm more interested in how you guys, being from Chicago, is this any – is there something that you guys didn't know? Or are you relieving that? Um, and I find it interesting. Um, man, Jordan is – Jordan is that dude, man. Um, I wasn't really a Jordan fan until he retired. And then there was this law in the league. Because mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. I would, I watch games to see who could beat Jordan. That's uh-huh. all. I, before he retired, that's a, that was my initial joy of watching basketball to see who's going to beat Jordan. I was a quasi quasi Pippen fan, or no, excuse me, Pistons fan, because they were smacking him around early. And then once he got over that hurdle, I mean, he was unbeatable. So I just spent the year watching who was going to beat him. Was it going to be? Houston was Houston going to beat them? Was it Portland? Who, who, who was going to beat them? And then, as a Sonics fan, I was kind of disappointed that there were some injuries in that in that finals. You know, mm-hmm. Seattle has their best record. They went six, what, sixty-four and eighteen, if I remember, if I got that correctly. And they obviously met in the finals, but there were some injuries that impacted. Seattle was in all the way right. Now. I know some of you Bulls fans think you know, Seattle had no chance, but Seattle was not all the way they right didn't. when they met the Bulls. <laughs> Meaning Nate Nate McMillan didn't he was injured, and whether he was uh, going to be a key factor or not, the, his thing was he would have been able to eliminate Scottie Pippen. Um, just eliminate? Able, when I say eliminate him, he would have. Okay, you shooting Scottie shots Pippen. for real right no, now? No, listen to what I'm saying. Takes. He would have been. No, what you see, you not you listen to what I'm saying. Go ahead. He would have been able – Scottie Pippen would have had a matchup with him, with uh, Nate McMillan on the defense. So that would have let Gary Payton and uh, Sean Kemp run a little bit freer, if you okay. will. I'm not, well, I'm so not when ups- I say it, it was more – maybe made it, make it a wash. And so Nate McMillan could have also gave – you know, they didn't put GP on Jordan until what game three – Nate McMillan would have gave it a little tougher goal for Jordan, although, you know, statistically, some of you stat fans will say will notice that Seattle actually played Jordan the best out of all the final series um, by limiting his his points per game were lower than any, any other final series they played in. So Nate McMillan, I thought, was a big piece to that um, to that matchup, and then Rodman did his thing with Burkowski That I mean, it was just mind games that kind of took him way out of way out of the way yeah so i was so i'm more interested to hear what you guys got to say again i i live that so i there's not a whole i'm interested is this something that you guys didn't know especially being from chicago like that jordan versus kobe comparison is there something that you guys didn't know or you guys learning new stuff too yeah i mean personally i don't think it's, it's not a ton that i didn't know being from chicago because you kind of hear a lot about that and obviously everybody that's from chicago knows that michael jordan is an asshole if you're from chicago yeah. or you grew up around yeah. chicago you know mike is an asshole 
My yeah. homie got okay. a story of Michael Jordan like dis like disrespecting him when he was like eleven or twelve. Basically, it was just like he oh, asked wow. for an autograph, and Mike was like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" Yeah. Basically. So like everybody wow. from Chicago know Mike is not a nice guy. So for the rest of the world to finally get this chance to see that Michael Jordan is not a nice guy, it's like, okay, that's cool for y'all, but like we've been knew that. We've been knew the man wasn't, you yeah. know what I mean? We've been knew Robin was crazy. We've been yeah. knew, we been knew Scotty was, uh, 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 you know, was trying to get every commercial he could at that point in time. Now I think the contract situation and like the little organizational ins and out. I think we even knew that, you know, that Jordan didn't like Jerry Krause. I knew, I thought we knew that. I didn't know yeah. that. No, I didn't know that, that was Phil prevalent. was his understudy though, and that basically Krause didn't care for the fact that that he had, you know, you know that Phil's aura Phil and the team's aura got bigger than what he was. I didn't know that. Right. But yeah, yeah. But I will say this: it's nice to be able to see it all in a in a somewhat linearly packaged product, because I understand that like it's hopping around in between it. But the through line of it is like the season. And, yeah, even I'm glad though, you said that. and even though it's contextualizing things at certain point in times, so it does feel a little scattered, you have to really understand the context of why every year before that mattered leading up to that year. It's not like the Warriors where, where like, you know, before Steph Curry, the We Believe team doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Once yeah, Steph Curry there, gets there, there yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the Warriors yeah. dynasty documentary doesn't start with the We Believe team. The Warriors dynasty right, exactly. documentary starts when Steph Curry gets drafted and then they have to trade Monte Ellis versus the right. Bulls they, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the Bulls documentary starts when Michael Jordan gets drafted. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. We start with the championship, but the history really starts when Jordan gets drafted because Jordan architected the history for the franchise. The Warriors were already a heavily known and a heavily historic franchise. They had already had Wilt. They had already had Rick Barry. They had already had the We Believe team. They had already had, uh, uh, you know, Chris Mullen. They had already had uh, Run TMC. So they had already had multiple eras of their franchise before that. When Michael Jordan got to the Bulls, you know, I mean, you had Jerry Sloan and Bob Lanier, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bob Love and uh, and um, and Norm Van Leer, but. I mean, that's nothing really to an old artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, you know, an artist Gilmore, <laughs> but like that's not Will, that's not Rick Barry. Yeah. So this Warriors yeah, yeah. Dynasty yeah. documentary starts when Steph Curry gets drafted versus the Bulls one. You have to start because Michael Jordan was the franchise until and 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 that's the thing that I talked to Pat about when he says like Michael Jordan is bigger than the Bulls. Yeah, he is bigger than the Bulls, but he's synonymous with the Bulls because you will always think about the Bulls when you think about Michael Jordan. And if you know who Michael Jordan is, you know that he played for the Bulls unless you're someone who only knows him for his shoes. And his shoes ha has become a different entity than Michael Jordan, the human being. Jordan is a brand. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even when people yeah. are like, oh, well, I know the shoes. Yeah, the shoes are a brand. The shoes are a brand like McDonald's is a brand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, the, the human being, is a basketball player who played basketball for the Bulls. So, But the right. Bulls now have a history post-Michael Jordan. Pre-Michael Jordan, the history wasn't as great as it would be with a Steph Curry. So I think them hopping back and forth, it helped out a lot. I think that my cousin, who is from Chicago, uh, you, know, you know, she loved the Bulls, but she is not a sports fan. She told me that when she's watching it, she feels as though she's back in the 90s and she wants to go back and turn on the full old Bulls games. So for me personally, mm -hmm. as a person who follows the history of the game, I'm looking at it as a historian and also as a filmmaker and a documentarian, a person being from Chicago. But I feel like all of the people peripherally who see this series and are looking at this are looking at this series to kind of really remind them. And if you're new to it, to inform you. I think seeing guys like Trey Young, Talk about I didn't know Mike won all these awards in one year. It's like, you know, and they all like Kobe was my Mike. Yeah. So now you get to see the guy that inspired Kobe, and you get to see Mike passing the torch. So yeah, go ahead. And see, that's, that's kind of that. That's kind of really kind of what I'm interested in hearing from some of the younger cats who just fell in love with Kobe. Kobe Bryant as being the king in their god. Mm -hmm. Because do you see now like we're you have to see now where he got his image from, where he got his style yep. from, where he got his game from. And then now that you see that, does Kobe still rank highest in your in your lure, if you will? But I got a I got another question I'd like to know from both of you guys. Go ahead. You mentioned you mentioned 
MJ and his bad attitude and just being a, a fuckface, does this documentary look worse for Jerry Krause, for Scotty Pippen, or for MJ? Is, does his image take it from this? What, Torrance, what do you guys think? Torrance, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. I, I think, man, I think it looks bad for uh, for the Bulls organization just, just as a whole, man. I mean, watching the documentary, I was watching some people that, you know, don't really know too much about the Bulls. And um, when they when they said, uh, well, what happened? What's wrong with the Bulls now? And, man, that pisses me off so bad, man. When you have – I mean, how long has sports been around? You know, a couple hundred years. <laughs> yep. And you have the most popular team that ever graced the earth. And you have egos, you know, that, that, that tear that apart. And when you see – that he's like damn you know like that's so i think as a whole the organization in itself man just 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 looks terrible man and 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 i just can't i just can't get it out of my head and then another thing um with jordan's bad attitude man when he when he said winning comes at a cost man i mean every I mean, everything comes at a cost so if that's if that's what if he had to ruffle a few feathers to, to win those championships to fulfill what he wanted to fulfill i mean i don't think there's no other i, I don't think we would see uh another player that's a beta male that has all the talent in the world that's going to win chips like that. This is not going to happen because there's a price to pay for it. And and the people around him pay for it. His family pay for it. But look what you got. You got, you got the greatest organization in the history of sports, the most popular. I got a five-year-old in the house now running around, you know, she knows who Michael Jordan is. She's five, you know, she knows who Michael Jordan is. So, so yeah, just 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 pretty much. Um, loves to in a nutshell, me. man, uh, I think the Bulls just look bad. Yeah, because Pavy loves to argue me that that children don't know who Michael Jordan is, and that they only know who Michael Jordan is uh, uh, because of his shoes, and that they don't know that he played. For hey man, my man, my man, Pavy. Hey, that joke would be in his own little world though. <laughs> 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 that joke would be gone, man. <laughs> where, where is Pavy, by the way? I have no idea. He been, I don't know. He at home on quarantine. He, ain't, I guess he ain't been wanting to go on live lately. I've been sending this link because uh, we've been using this little streaming software. Like I said, I, I like doing these little streaming shows because they cool to do. You know what I mean? It's different from Hoops and Brews. I can just sit up. I'm literally, I'm sitting on the couch. I got a mic in my hand and we talking about Jordan. Me personally, yeah. um, Ken, what was your question again? You asked. Uh, who, who does this documentary look worse on? Does oh, it, who does um, it, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Was it Scottie Pippen? Was it MJ? Like, who does it look worse on? Yeah, okay. So if you're asking me who this documentary makes look worse, I think personally, I think this documentary makes nobody look bad. I think that it depends on the perspective in which you look at it. I think if you're a person that values the organization, I'm serious. If you're a person that values the organization over basketball players or athletes, a lot of people in the NFL value organizations over the players and the athletes. So if you're one of those people that value those things, you can look at this documentary from Jerry Cross perspective, from Jerry Reinsdorf perspective and understand it because you can say that the Bulls look bad, but then also Jerry Cross specifically said that once Jordan retired and went to go play baseball, that he still allowed him to keep his salary because of what he had contributed to the organization. Now, albeit Jordan wasn't making hundreds of millions of dollars like LeBron James is, but even still with yeah. that being said, $3 million in the middle of the 90s when you're one of the best basketball players in the league is still a lot of money. And for him to let him retain that salary, even though he went to go play baseball, it's still something that's decent for them. I think they took a chance on Dennis Rodman. I think Dennis Rodman was a guy that, that you very clearly saw had some uh, has or at least had some very um, destructive, uh, you know, self-destructive tendencies. And I think that even the assistant coach saying, I think that, with Dennis being able to play with Scotty and being able to play with Michael, that he probably wouldn't be as wild as he as he was in you know in the Spurs. Obviously, we saw Michael Jordan calling these guys hoes and stuff. Dennis Rodman not just about yeah. to come in, the, in that practice and do whatever the hell he <laughs> want to do with Michael Jordan. Dennis Rodman made it very clear he was scared of Michael Jordan. So I think yeah. that even from an organizational standpoint, you have to understand that there are certain things and certain guys and chemistry has to mesh well. This man, Kevin Durant, Bob Myers just fucking said that the Warriors didn't take any joy when they won that championship. And KD commented on the Instagram um, thing, like, they sure as shit look happy in the picture. Like, hell yeah. So <laughs> that speaks to team chemistry and what, and, and you know, and how you build an organization. Like, we love to call the Warriors a world-class organization, but clearly the chemistry that they have within the confines of that locker room were not great, and they did not greatly construct the chemistry of that team 
Otherwise, it would not have imploded as fast as it did. The Bulls did not implode. The Bulls were just a product of a dynasty that where you were dealing with a bunch of guys over 30 that had essentially reached the end of all their primes. The Warriors were not at the Come end on, of their primes. Hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why are you keep bringing up the Warriors first? Why you keep bringing up the Warriors? First of all, I'm, I'm bringing, gonna miss something. I'm bringing up the, because because you have to think about the level of talent that was on that Bulls team and the three the last three peat run. Rodman, arguably the greatest rebounder ever. Jordan, arguably the There's greatest. No, wait a minute. No, what, uh, no, what, no, what, it, it depends on who you ask. It depends on who you ask. That's all I'm saying. It depends on who you ask. Okay. I, uh, Jordan, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jordan, <clears throat> arguably the greatest player ever. Rodman, arguably the greatest rebounder ever. Scottie Pippen, arguably the greatest defender and one of the greatest passers ever on the same team. Okay. You have to keep all okay. of this chemistry going and happy, and y'all win a championship at the same time, so you can't just lose. If they would have lost at any time no. in that 3 P run, we wouldn't be looking at that the same. We would not. We would not. The same way but, we don't look at the Patriots as being the same as they were when they during their first dynasty. That first dynasty was different. After that first dynasty, whatever this was over the past few years was like the Spurs. It wasn't well, like that Spike, first dynasty. After Spygate is what you're talking about. After Spygate. I'm then not going to even say thing. after Spygate. I'm just going to say that, period. That's just how I feel about it. But So, so, so okay, so you say nobody looks bad in this? Ryan, no. uh, not Ryan, or Ryan or for putting Jim Krause in, in, in the position. So Krause did some good things, obviously. Uh, putting building the team if, around Jordan. If you say, uh, if you say the, but, I'm about to but walk they, out of this room. <laughs> no, no, listen. When you come into when you come into the 1998 season, saying Phil Jackson, you can go 82 and 0, but we're not going to sign you. I mean, come on. If so, he gave away a put but potential two or three more championships with that comment itself. Let me let me let me interject ahead, something real quick. Retort, though. please so, retort. So so how about so in the sense of when you like I allude back to the comment I made about um I mean this, this is the most popular team in the in sports history now. Now we've all seen it in, in professional sports, man. A team gets hot, win a QQ championship, and it can be it's not you know, uh, ridiculous for them to go on a 20-year losing streak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you have a franchise like that, that go from sugar to shit, mm -hmm. literally sugar mm -hmm. to shit. Yeah, literally. Now, if that was your job, I ask you, if, if you think nobody's at that fault, if that was your job, if I had to grade your performance, having Eddie Curry running around the fucking court with Tyson Chandler and, and, and you know, Gordon, you know, chucking everything up, to go from that to that, somebody got to be held accountable. You know what I mean? Because... We can't just say, because all these members of, of the Bulls organization, they have jobs that they get critiqued upon, right? And as fans, as, as just ticket buyers, you have the right to say, hey, somebody got, hey, who, who, you know, who's to blame? So when they go from sugar to shit like that, somebody's evaluation report was fucked up. You know what I mean? And and I'm pretty sure it most, I mean, I think before this documentary, I mean, for me, you know, being from Chicago, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, for me, it was always it's Krause. I just, I just, I just didn't like his face too. You know, let's be honest. Most of us don't just don't like his face, so we don't like him. You know what I mean? But he had his hand to do with it. Um, Phil Jackson and 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 everybody had a hand to play in it. But when something goes from sugar to shit, man, when you're talking about not just the the twentieth most popular sports franchise in history, talking about numero uno, when it goes from sugar to shit, somebody is to blame. So since we can't find who it is. I'm going to make a, a, a command decision and blame the whole damn organization. And they need to do something about what's going on right now because you have people looking at the Bulls now, man. It's like, damn, I remember the glory days. Can we just be a little good? So in closing, I mean, we they didn't have a set themselves. Every, every, every organization have a – no, no. Now, now, now think about it. Now it's changing, right? But how long did that take? You know what I'm saying? But in closing, my point is when you have a top-tier organization – there is an exit strategy. All these people making millions of dollars, there's an exit strategy to fall gracefully, not fall to the pits of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And we went from sugar to shit to the pits of the NBA, and I blame the whole organization since, since we can't, you know, we're having a hard time, you know, so, Chicago as a whole pinpointing who exactly it was. So, Big Dog, you go from sugar to shit because you get rid of one of the greatest coaches in basketball history, and then simultaneously Michael you Jordan get rid of retired. one of the greatest players in basketball Exactly. Exactly. So, but you, but you, but you, but you, but you, but you were mature enough to know. We all knew MJ was leaving. We, we knew that, right? We knew Scotty he was getting out bad, of there. Scotty had he a bad back. 
Gee, Scotty was, had a bad back. Scotty had a bad back. MJ, MJ, okay. MJ tied himself to Phil. I don't want to play with nobody but Phil. He'd already told the coach, the or Krauser told him, if you go eighty-two and zero, I'm not. Bring, you're not coming back. So that the organization, quote unquote, said this is our last year. This is our last run. And I think it was to your point, blaming the organization, Ryan Store for putting him in place, Ryan Store for allowing him to run Phil off with running Michael off, and allowing him. I guess it was an ego thing because he now he wants to see prove that he can build a team without Michael Jordan because they had yeah. grown bigger than bigger than him. So in that point, I, I feel you what you're saying. You blame the whole organization, but the organization did did that to themselves. If you want to take that route, because when Kraus said you can go eighty-two and zero, and I'm not bringing Phil back after MJ already said, tied himself to it, say I'm not playing for nobody else but Phil. So yes, Michael retired. What could he have stayed another year? I. It sounds so. It sounds like you're, you're you. You sound like you're trying to blame Kraus. Huh? So it, it sounds like you're you trying. So like, I, I, it sounds like it sounds. It sounds like Kraus looks the worst, man. But when you when you when you look at it in retrospect. Yeah. Man, Kraus is responsible for the Bulls. Yeah, he like is. the Rodman, the whole uh, I didn't, you know, the, the whole um, t- the Tony Kukos thing. I forgot he was playing international ball before the NBA started playing yeah, international and ball. Actually, that's what Kraus don't get uh, credit for. Oh, yeah, There's been a lot of international Kukos. players. Yeah, he, there was some good. Players. He went and he went and got Famer that. Too, by the way, if Vlade's a Hall of Famer, oh. Tony Kukos and he and, he and he offered he offered Tony Kukos <laughs> less money than he would ever get paid, and he still took it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the Bulls. Tony I, Kukos I should be a Hall of Famer. Yes, he should be a Hall of Famer for what he did for basketball. It's the Basketball Hall oh, of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, 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 he'll be he'll make the Hall of Fame. Now he's not gonna make it because he still hasn't made it. But I think he should be. Why not? Ball Hall of Fame. Why not? Vlade made come, it. Come. Vlade, a one-time all-star. Okay, you got a point there. You got if Vlade made it, yeah, he'll probably make it. But basketball, let's say everybody. He's not gonna make it. Really he, for the game. It's been too long. But I, but, but, Scott, but yes, but yes. Yeah. I would, ultimately, I would blame. I would blame the organization, starting with Ryan Storff and Kraus. I have to blame those two. Although you guys have made some good points, Kraus did a good job building the team up. But at the same time, he tore his own legacy down when he said to the coach, who's already yeah. tied to Michael Jordan, yeah. you, you Man, it's basketball. Go, I don't believe that. I don't, that's I, don't what, I don't believe he did that. I just, I, I think. Man, they got some dude from the Dominican Republic I never heard of in the basketball. So uh, here's another thing. Did you guys, with Jordan, when he, he went to go play baseball, because the scenario, I mean, how do you want to picture the scenario? Do you guys believe in the conspiracy theory that he was suspended from base? He was suspended from basketball, the NBA. Do you guys believe in that theory? Nah, nah I nah, don't think I don't he was suspended. That. I think he was going through a lot. I think what you see is a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. and a lot of guys of that stature, when they get to be a certain level um, in terms of their stardom and their fame, it can become extremely overwhelming. And I just feel like Michael Jordan at that point in time was just extremely, extremely overwhelmed. And I think that really what, you know, he kind of really eloquently kind of put in the, in, the, in the documentary was just like it was just a grueling schedule. If you look at what he was doing every day, he had a, he was essentially larger than the Beatles almost at that point in time. I mean, in terms of like a one oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's just a heavy life to have to lead. Even when he said he went to play baseball, he liked the fact that he could just be one of the guys. Like, I think he yeah. just got tired of being Michael yeah. Jordan. And rather than him going and blowing his brains out or killing himself or hurting himself or further and falling to alcoholism or gambling issues, I think he's just like, yo, I'm going to get away from all of this because if I don't, I'm going to go insane and it's not going to be good for nobody, including my brand and this worldwide legacy that I've built up for my family. So I think going away to baseball, honestly, was a kind of like the equivalent for him of probably like going to rehab, kind of just get it, literally get it. I mean, obviously, it's a ton of media there. But even just the amount of people that you have to deal with. That was a form of it, rehabilitation. It, it, I don't think it was a form of him being suspended. I think if somebody wanna say David Stern told him to go take a year off, fine. But I don't think but I think that and a suspension are two different things. I think David Stern could man, say well, Mike, David Stern? Because I think he could say, Mike, what? you need to go sit down and just relax, bro. A lot has gone on and I respect what you've brought to the game. But if you leave and go take a year off and come back when you want to come back, you can do that. But if you implode right now, it's not going to be good for you or us. 
So if you need to go and sit down for a year, go sit down. Fine. Interesting. That's Fine. Interesting. I don't think that he was suspended. I think that it, literally, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if literally David Sermon just like, yo, Mike, do you need to go sit down for a year and just like take a year off? And Mike was I probably mean, like, I think I might need to. And 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 he was like, look, you don't need to ret- you don't need to quit. I'm not going to suspend you because because there was nothing that he could have been suspended for. What could he be? He had never been found guilty of gambling on the basketball. Yeah. Everything he was gambling but, on was but, like no, golf but, or or dice or yeah. card. I that's mean, not, was, that's not that's was, not Pete Rose gambling on your team. That's all I'm saying. That, that's right. I don't really think that's the issue either because Pete Rose betting uh, for his team to win. So I don't think that was the issue that, you know, just to kind of change. Was he really? But it was just. <laughs> he, bet not he didn't. He didn't bet against the team to lose. He didn't bet against the team to lose. I mean, he bet on the team to win. And so, I, I, what's the problem with that? When you bet on your team, you should expect to win. Number one, and then you bet on your team to win. Like that's I mean, double dipping, if yeah. you will. Nonetheless, n- nonetheless, um, when I, I disagree with the theory, but I just want to hear you, you guys. I mean, Stop what do you think? I, 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 I just think I just think he got tired, man, of, of of the media and and dude, he was he was on top of his game, you know what I mean? And at, uh, like you said, he might have been more popular popular than the Beatles. I mean, I don't know any human being that's going to be recognized just by the silhouette of their head, you know what I mean? So and then he and then at the same time, you know, uh, you know, the man had a family. We don't talk about his family. He had a family. He had a marriage that was that was barely hanging on. You know what I'm saying? The media was getting in his business. His dad even had to talk to the media for him. And he's already played, you know, twelve plus years. I think I think he was like, you know what? It's time. I, I think I genuinely think he really thought he was done. I think he was he was happy with what he got. I think he was just genuinely happy with what he's done. And then I think, I think I, w- I wish the documentary would have played would have emphasized more of the younger rivals because I remember growing up, you know, watching the Orlando Magic play, man, and watching Shaq. And I'm like, and then I'm like, damn, they, you know, that's that's something that's that's unheard of. You know, my father, you know, lifelong basketball fan. He's like, hey. That boy's a problem. And then when they beat the Bulls in the playoffs when he came back, I was like, oh, shit. And I think that's what kind of relit his fire, man, to come back and, and win those championships. But at the end of the day, man, I think – I really think he just wanted – he just wanted a break. He probably knew he was going to come back, but I think he was – I think when he said he was comfortable with the decision, I, I believed him. And I don't think David Stern – I mean, I remember – I seen a news article somebody posted on the internet how much the, the NBA revenue went down when Jordan pick up, picked up a yeah. baseball and how much baseball bats yeah. and balls were being sold and – and it was ridiculous, man. I don't think I don't, and he, he, Stern ain't no damn fool now. He's a he's a he's a capitalist at and, and, and that's, right, right. That's and that's why I don't think Stern's quote unquote suspended him. And I'm I'm very interested to see, fellas, like at the end of LeBron's era, because again, I watched basketball just to see before Jordan retired, just to see who would beat the Bulls. At the end of LeBron's and era, the that same year he was gone, that year and a half, huh? LeBron's gonna be ushered that, out of out of the NBA by whatever franchise. But I'm but I'm saying is are we gonna see? I mean, experience that that lull in the I don't know what the ratings were. I was in no. kind of in tune with it at that no. time. But I just know it's the basketball wasn't the same without MJ. And then when he came back, I certainly much I appreciated his what he brought to the game much more than I ever had before because I was rooting against him. I wasn't necessarily rooting for the Bulls, but I was w- wanting to see what he brought to the table and just enjoying him, him his, his skill set. But there was a, definitely a lull in that year and a half he was out. And then when he came back and, and played that second half of the year, I mean, if, if he came back and beat Orlando in that playoff, because Shaq, yeah. Penny, if he came back and beat those guys, like that would have been stuff legends <laughs> – I mean, he's already legendary, but that would just risen his. Oh, and Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson was a borderline all star too, man. That's what the scary oh, part he was. He missed those free throws. He He missed those free throws, and yeah. he ain't never been the right since, man. That's a, a shame on that. But I'm interested to yeah. see um, how when LeBron leaves, is it that same dip in uh, in the interest in the NBA? Not necessarily for me, but just um, overall viewership. I'm interested to see him because there was legitimately a lull when Jordan retired, and when he came back yeah. under those numbers, like you, as you, to your point, they kind of shot right back up. So I'm I'm very much interested to see that kind of how that transpires. Um, you know, when the day comes that LeBron just can't keep can't do it again, and I'm interested. I think I, I think yeah. I think it's I think it obviously going to go into a lull when 
when you have, you know, LeBron is arguably, you know, in my opinion, top three best players of all time. Uh, when he when he when he leaves, because I remember when jo- when Jordan left, it was like okay, like you said, I remember that. I kind of I kind of like you know basketball. Opinion, I kind of went over. Let the, y'all finish. I kind of went over the football. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, let me, let me go see what Barry Sanders out here doing. You know, you know, and then and then when Kobe came along, it was like okay, here's Kobe. And then when Kobe left, I remember when Kobe left, I was like, man, it ain't never gonna be the same again. And then about a year and a half, after two years, when LeBron really picked up the the baton and ran with, I'm like, okay. So I think it's always gonna be these ups and downs, but LeBron carries with him a, a, a lot, man. And, I, and and another thing, too, his, his son's probably going to be in the league, too, so that, that name's going to probably carry on for a long time. Personally, yeah, I didn't notice I the, think I didn't that notice the NBA Kobe... will not miss LeBron. You don't think so? No, I think the issue that the NBA had when Michael Jordan left was that they didn't have enough immediate stars that could come in and make an immediate impact and be marketable That's stars. Fair. The NBA today... I believe every team has at least one marketable star in the NBA today. I think Luka Doncic is a marketable star. I think James Harden is a marketable star. Russell Westbrook, I mean, I'm sorry, Russell uh, Westbrook is. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, um, um, Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson is a marketable star. Lonzo Ball is a mar- is, is honestly still one of the oh, biggest stars. Right. Stop, no, dead. No, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Lonzo Ball. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Out of out of out of the athletes in the world. Lonzo Ball still has one of the largest followings, and he still has a reality TV show that is still getting millions of views every episode. So I'm not. But hey, but that, hey, that, hey, that, that, hey, that mug is it's in slippery hands. No, but it's not. You want to know why it's not? Because he's playing with Zion, who's gonna, who's arguably right now a top ten star in the NBA. Hold on, but, but let me, let me, let me, let me say one it, quick the thing. The league right? is so not you see, you see how that much they really. You won't. see how we went from we went from did you Jordan miss LeBron popularity. last year in the playoffs? Me. Did you Man, miss him I, in the finals? I kind of no. did. I kind of no, wanted to see that 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 streak. I kind of wanted to see that streak going. I kind of I kind of wanted to see that streak going. But check this out: we went from talking about Jordan's greatness, right, yeah. to LeBron. Man, you talking about Lonzo Ball, man? Now, we, doesn't no. it, okay? If you want to, no, Zach Levine's a star. If you, you want to put it that way, shit. I mean, every that, team. That's you know not what my mean? point, but, though. That's not my point. My point is in the nineties. In the nineties, literally. Once Jordan retired, who was the biggest star yeah. in the NBA? It was just it was Shaq, and that was it. You had no huge stars. Yeah, there was a king was there, but it, hey, they man, weren't. Hey, Grant no, Hill. So, stop. Man, Grant Hill stop. brought back Wait, Eli. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Nobody Stop, 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 stop. You had you name it, Penny. Penny ain't more famous than Steph Curry is. But no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You make that thing. There was a two-year span. There was a two-year span when Penny was literally the most popular, Lil Penny was the most popular pop culture athlete in America. Now, did you forget that? When I said when Michael Jordan retired, I'm not talking about in the early 90s. When Michael Jordan retired, it was literally Shaq was the only real actual megastar in the NBA. Literally. Well, if you if and you want to if you want to be that technical if you want to be that technical every every sport every sport really has one or two that's top tier that's above everybody. That's I mean, a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. The football. NBA, got, five, got, the the NBA got, got five megastars in the NBA. In the no, NBA, no, the NBA has had five megastars in the NBA since two thousand four. Yes, megastars, guys that are legitimate celebrities. Tracking. Huh? Okay, I thought you. No, I mean I, guys that are legitimate you, celebrities. In the nineties, none of these guys were legitimate no, I, I, celebrities. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So, so that's what but, I'm saying. No, so we're, we're not going to miss LeBron that much because there are more celebrities. I, arguably, Dennis when, when Rodman, Jordan left, you, you 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 didn't you didn't give Grant Hill time to cook. You talking about when Jordan parted? You didn't give Penny time to marinate. He was man. He was he was. Everybody knew Grant Hill was. You know he was not out bigger there. Bigger than Steph Curry. To 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 hoop to basketball heads to purists. Olajuwon was. The star of stars to me, and Elijah and Barkley, and then don't forget you still had Kemp. You still, I mean, uh, Gary Payton and all. I mean, there were some stars in the league. None now. of those guys. Now it wasn't Steph Curry. There, None of those guys was, are more famous. Than I, Steph I, agree, Curry. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Saying. None of those I, guys I agree are more famous saying. than Kevin Durant. Other than Shaq, Shaq I, I, is literally I, I the only one. And then Kobe after two thousand. I agree with that. So so I, that's I, 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 I agree, so 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 I don't mean this is to be any LeBron slander. I'm just saying the NBA has done a better job of cultivating yeah, and marketing it, it, its stars since Jordan left. I think once Jordan left 
if you stern instantly once you saw that hole in the revenue, you're like, yo, we got to find more personalities. Like, like we got to yeah. build more offense. We got to get more people in the stands and more people interested and more guys in front of microphones that can sell this league. Because if we, if, if the biggest player in the NBA retires and we lose that much revenue, our product as a whole, isn't going to be that strong. And I think today, if, Steph Curry retired tomorrow. The NBA is going to go on. If LeBron retires tomorrow, so, we're yeah. like we'll miss LeBron. Oh, yeah, yeah. We will, we're going to miss them. Yeah, but we're not going to be. It's not, it won't be the same gap. It's not going to be the same gap as it was. But the, the NBA, the NBA, NBA is going to be different too because pretty soon down the pipeline, you're going to see high school athletes coming back in. College, college, college sports is going to suffer. So the NBA is going to get. They're still going to get the cream of the crop. You're right. It's, it's still going to be popping, but. Yeah, that's no I had, offense I had to, to cut Bron. you off real. No I had, I had to cut no, you off. No, go yeah. ahead. That's no I, offense to Bron. Yeah, no. And that's literally no when offense to Bron. you said that about Penny. I'm, I, I'm not Orlando Magic and I, fan. And like I, I said, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not disrespecting, yeah, yeah. I'm not disrespecting LeBron and comparing LeBron to Lonzo. Oh, yeah. But I also yeah, 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 said yeah. when Lonzo was coming in the league that if Lonzo Ball was cold as LeVar was selling him, he could be a new LeBron James type of figure. But a one Absolutely. that has – and even with that being said, Lonzo Ball is still one of the most famous athletes in the world right now. He still is. Regardless of who he is on the basketball floor, he's still one of the most famous athletes in the world. So is so with that being said, there are a lot of guys that are in the NBA right now that are top 100 famous level athletes. In the 90s, I think there were a few of them, but none of them were able to crack that top 10, top 20 really other than a Shaq or Rodman. And 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 Pippen well, too. Think, I think and social Pip media helps that a lot. But I think Pip's career and persona has grown greater uh, on, on the entertainment side after his career versus during his career. Well, I don't know. Versus, Either I way, feel I like mean, Kobe Pip, and Shaq were entertainers Pip, Pip during Batman. their career, huh? No, nah, I, I mean, said Pip was Batman. He ain't never kind of took the precedent of yeah, being the number I mean, one guy. I mean, he was Robin, but I feel you. So. Well, yeah. Excuse me. He's just a guy, yeah. So yeah, but I'm gonna open way. it up to fan questions. Fans, go ahead, drop some questions about the last dance preview. Um, but before we do that, um, I do want to talk real quick. Um, Cam, did you see Nelly versus Ludacris? I saw. Cam, tilt your camera the... down a little bit. Cam, tilt your camera down a little bit. To, yeah, so that we from, see, from yeah, what I go. saw. From from what I saw, Nelly's uh, connection wasn't able to hold up. I mean, and that's about how I would grade it going in. Uh-huh. He would have had much more hits. Much, I mean, Nelly, Nelly's nice. So don't get me wrong. He, he, him competing with um, Ludacris. It, I had Ludacris winning that. And from what I saw, I mean, Nelly. Uh huh. Who about the song that he opened with? With his sister did the did the cover on. I mean, come on. Uh- he kept losing. I tuned out because he kept losing connection, and it wasn't uh, as much ludicrous trying to carry it. I tuned out for probably about seven or eight. I mean, how old is Nelly? I, I, I can't imagine. Hey man, look, man, look, I'm, look, 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 look. Yeah, Nelly. 46. From from coming 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 yeah, from an eighty yeah. eighty Nelly baby man. Coming from an eighty baby man. Look, I'm oh, I'm tired of seeing these 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 uh these legends look look dusty out there, man. I'm about to, they can't get the internet working, man. They, Man, I'm tired of this, man. They, they need to get some young people on their staff to get this stuff. Look, because this is looking, man. Nelly was I, like you, like you. I was like, man, man, he had hits. Man, I was embarrassed for him. I was like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do this no more, man. I, I just can't. I'm tired. I'm tired of my heroes looking ashy. I don't know what he was playing. They do need to have artists consult with, and and this is, and you know, I honestly, I and blame. stop drinking and stop drinking while they do that stuff. No, man. no, I I enjoy that aspect. I like that part of it because then they get to be real raw. But the thing that I don't like about yeah. it is that. The only thing they need to fix is Timbaland and Swiss need to have the artists submit to them before every single show 30 songs that they want to play during the battle and that they will play in in a battle and then take out all of the songs that artists put that are B-side songs that the artists love that the fans will not necessarily appreciate unless it is a B-side that has a connection to a B-side that someone else, that the other artist is going to play. Meaning, like, when Nelly played the Philly stuff and the New York stuff, that allowed Luda to be able to bring out the Nas track. You know what I mean? I'm Hip-hop yeah. heads, I'm cool with that. But when Nelly breaking out songs that we ain't never heard before or that was on his fifth album that went gold, I, like, yeah, I, we I, know I you got to go. 
Like, yeah, Yo, Nelly, we know you got it. gold songs, bro. But play the man, platinum stuff, bro. He's trying to sell more bro. product, man. Play some of these, better some of our legends, some of, these, some of our legends, man, that we grew up with, they're going to use this. At, they got a million people watching the stream. Man, they, they, they ain't been popping in 20 years. They're going to use this opportunity to start playing all this old, this new stuff that we haven't heard. That's that, Because I told, my, yeah. I told my brother-in-law, I was like, yeah. I don't want nobody hawking no new stuff because I don't want it. Other than right now, other than Nas, Nas is the only person I want to hear rap to me today about it like some of these like nelly man like playing songs that i never even heard before just to see if it catch traction so i could you know put that mug on spotify tomorrow like come on man don't, i seen through that that, that kind of made me mad man okay look, i will say that, that's like when you go to a I, concert I that's the that. same thing when you go to a concert somebody plays yeah. those hits you ain't heard before you're like dude yeah. come on man like i think they can do that i think they can do that but if you do yeah. that have that for the pre-show only i logged in the Luda's pre-show Luda was playing okay. old Luda music. I'm like, Luda, why are you playing old Luda music? I'm waiting on you to bring one of these songs out in the battle. So you can have them hawk their old music before, but have them do it during the pre-show and have them get on during pre-show and talk for 10 minutes so yeah. you know the I like, internet I, I, is I good. Like you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. 15 minutes before you the live stream, have them get on five minutes before the live stream and talk to the fans and say, hey, before we get into the battle, I got three new songs I want to play y'all. Before we get to the classics and the hits, I'm ready to battle whoever it is. Let them get their three songs off. You verify the music sound good, the internet sound good, so that way if it don't, you can tell the fans, hey, we on standby for 15 minutes because we're experiencing technical difficulties. They instantly hop on at 6 hey, and think it's going to work like that. It's not going to work like that. Go ahead and go ahead. And you need to go ahead and submit that. We need a we need a, we need a care, we need a care package with, with sound equipment and Wi-Fi and everything. Well, we need to according send it to, these to folks them, house, according to Swiss and Timberland, they send these guys care packages, and okay, they well. have the proper equipment. But the internet and the and the equipment is two different things. But also, yeah, yeah. these guys are forty six years old. Okay, I know twenty year olds that don't know how to set up Wi-Fi, that don't know how to yeah. set up an iRig. They don't know how to yeah. get the proper input into the thing. Yeah. Hey, man, some... hey, Nelly was having a good old time, too. Well, hey, look, Versus. <laughs> I know, I'm know. i sure Versus is not raking in money right now because they probably ain't getting a ton of sponsorships because they just figured it out. Figure yeah. out a way to get some goddamn sponsors. Hire a pro or a genius like myself to come there and fly there with these artists and sit there with them and produce the show. Because if you're yeah. just relying on normal, everyday human beings, which is what artists are, Artists rely on a team to get them where they need to go. It's the reason why they got assistants and producers and associate producers, executive producers, mixing engineers, master engineers, recording engineers, sound engineers, uh, drivers, uh, personal hands. It's a reason why they have, because they're normal people that just have a talent to do one thing. Producing live Instagram streams ain't they talent. So they need to do a better job of them as producers of this show. They need it, yeah. That's they what need they're trying to yeah. do and make it better. And I, that audio quality is good, but you can't tell me that you can't find some independent film producer in every one of these cities to go and and link with these right, artists, exactly. man. Yeah, I think I think the goal should be the goal should be like a, a get together because what I did for the Badu and Jill Scott, I had a barbecue, man. I had, I had people over and and man, I got I got a nice entertainment system, man. And we, everybody in front of the TV, you know, there's no bass. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to listen. Like I would be rocking right now, but. The audio sound like shit. You know, I had we had eight people in front of the TV, man. It was like, damn. If I felt like it was an opportunity missed, man, yeah, they got to get that I, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, 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 now, if I do, they would just do nice. What do you guys think of who should be next? Because I enjoyed much. I enjoyed the Badu and the Jill Scott ones. Well, much. they was the a little too show. nice to each other. Yeah, well, I watched the post. Show. Oh, you did you watch her yes. after her concert or whatever? I, I watched the post show on Swiss Channel because I'm interested in, like, you know me. You know me, Cam. I'm a, I'm a person that's interested in business models. So I, I like yeah, what they've yeah. done with this business model. I just don't know how they're going to actually be able to be the ones to make money off of it, which is the unfortunate right, part sure. about it. Because even when you upload videos on Instagram, it's, it becomes public domain. You don't own that video. Yeah. So even the artists, you know what I mean? Like, like they technically own the rights to the compositions that are being played so they can place an advertising claim on it. But the, when you upload video on, Inst on Instagram, like, um, um, you know, that's not like an original pre-copyrighted recording or work, like as, as in like they're producing the show on Instagram and not pre-producing it before. Instagram, yeah. that, be that then becomes a part of that public domain thing because you're using Instagram's things to make it or whatever. That's Ooh, why, yeah, like, I didn't know about that's that. why, like, yeah, yeah. So, that. like, yeah, so, like, so, like, as long as you screen record it, you can re-upload that 
piece of artwork and like onto another platform. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because because like there was a thing where like there was this artist he was basically screenshotting people's Instagram uh, photos and selling them as like art and people were getting mad trying to sue him but that's part of terms of service. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that they have to figure out a way to make it happen. I personally think that they need to take advantage of YouTube and YouTube Live and and just really. Both of them, all of these guys got money, which which is the which is the funny part about hey like Dame Dash these. TV, man. Then you go Dame Dash TV, whatever that whatever the hell he got I, talking. I mean, over. the funniest part about it is that all of these guys have money, and I feel like none of these guys ever really take the time to actually invest the proper amount of money that needs to be put into it. I'm sure all these guys got millions of dollars they spent on paintings, but they wouldn't spend a million dollars to take verses and make it become the biggest whatever they needed to be the best thing. Like sending somebody a five hundred dollar kit is cool. But like building yeah. a full scale production when you got two million people or a million people or half a million people watching you, like I wish I, I could like like you see what I do with nothing, right? And right. it don't even be a, a that like you give me a million people, and 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 funds in my bank account to be able to do what I don't care if I got to foot the bill, it's gonna be a thing, and it's gonna be you know like we remember it, but we were but more times than not, it's being made fun of now. Than it is being taken seriously, which is which is not cool because of how great it is. They said they want to have LL and Cube do a battle. I don't want to see LL mm. and Cube do a battle if it's not going to be done to the maximum with the great audio, the good sound, the proper. You know, I'm playing it on my TV and it sounds like I'm playing it through a tin can. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was bad, man. I would love to see LL. I would, I would have though. to. I would have to suspect. I would have to suspect that LL and Cube, once you get them off, that turns it just both of them are going to bring their producers in there to make sure both of them kind of come off yeah. correctly. You know, Cube, would, you know, Cube is, you know, Cube yeah. is. LL kind of said he kind of said that he don't want to battle Cube. LL kind of said he don't want to battle Cube because he don't think that their music kind of aligns. Um, LL, LL, top three. I, hey, I, I'm not gonna say top three, but I will put LL top ten. Top three what? Hip hop I mean, artist from New York. All, oh, come on now! Don't do, don't do that! Don't do that, old school! Don't do that! You had them joggers on. I was just trying to No, I think LL's top ten. No, I don't think it's no debate. He's top ten. I think for 36 years, he's had he's had at least a hit every five years. And there's still, I don't think, a human being where if you just want to put them in a room together and say, write a better verse, that I'm going to actually say is going to be able to go yeah. in there and, and argue and legitimately be like, yo, he's going to do a better job. Like, I mean, obviously, you yeah. got the Lupes and the real crazy lyricists, but I mean, write me a better verse that's going to get the people moving and make a hit, not just spiritual, lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nobody was coming at LL back in the day. Remember that? When, when, when the whole rap beef was going on, not one person mentioned of his course. name, man. Uh, uh, not one. Cannabis. They, oh my bad. Cannabis, cannabis tried. He, he tried. Cannabis came back. Yeah, cannabis came back at him in '95. He tried. 90, was ninety ninety six. So Cass tried LL. I mean, just because yeah, yeah. at the time LL was. I mean, you gotta remember LL was. He was in movies in '86, '85. Crush Crew was at '85, '86. So LL had stage before. Uh, many, before rappers had truly had a stage, LL had that stage. So I mean, yeah, so that's why man. cats kind of want to come at him. So you know, uh, I mean, still in that top three what category you're trying to put him in. But uh, that's that's just again, fellas, I got to get out of here, man. All right, nice Cam, I'm about to get out of here too. I'm about to get out of here in a second. Um, shout out to Cam. Oh, Cam. By the way, get your plug and talk to people. Let them know where they can find you at. Voice of the fans, hit me on. Voice of the fans on Twitter. What's good in sports? Um, what's good in sport on Instagram? Voice, check the Voice of the Fans podcast. Check the Voice of the Fans YouTube page. I'm I'm everywhere. And then I'll have my podcast that comes out every week. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, tuned in. Voice of the Fans podcast comes out every week. Thanks for the shout out. Thanks for the time, fellas. All righty. Thank you, Cam. Nice meeting you. Man. All righty. So, Torrance, go ahead, man. I appreciate you for calling in. I actually really enjoy having you on the show, man. You're welcome to come back on the Shooting Shot show anytime you want. Um, anytime you got some hot takes you want to get off or you want to talk about something, just hit me up. Um, and you're welcome to come back anytime. Great conversations, man. Go ahead. Talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at, what your social media is, and all of that. 
All right, man, real quick. Uh, I ain't got too much social media. Straight wrong on Twitter. Uh, uh, but uh, I am a Colorado National Guard Army recruiter. If you're, you know, some of the young and the brave, you want to get down, come join the team. You know, come holler at me. But other than that, man, I ain't got none. I appreciated uh, the invite, man. I had a good time, and uh, hopefully I can catch you guys back home, man. All righty, all righty. I definitely appreciate that, man. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for tuning in. Um, all righty, fans, fans, I appreciate you all for tuning in again, man. You all are all amazing. Um, super, super cool to see you guys continue to lock in with me. I know that this is a different show. Oh, snap. The graphic is definitely the wrong graphic up there. Uh, ah, my bad, my bad, my bad. I know this is a different show, different format. You know what I mean? Um, but I do appreciate all you guys coming through. Um, thank you guys for all watching. Um, fans, everybody out there. Actually, this message is for everybody. TPJTV.com. It's my newest venture. I'm doing it for the people. I have people all the time. They hit me up and they say, yo, Thomas, can you produce my podcast? Yo, Thomas, can you do like I, I want to do a podcast, but I don't know how. Yo, TPJ, I need some help. Yo, TPJ, I always wanted to do my podcast, but I never really know where to start. Yo, TPJ, I would love to make my own podcast, but I don't have no equipment. Yo, TPJ, I would love to make my own podcast, but like, I can't figure out how to get myself and my friend on there and a graphic on there with my name on there or my logo on there. You're like, oh, man, TPJ, I want to do like an IG video, you know, IGTV podcast, but I can't figure out how to do it. Well, guess what? I created a brand new service for all of the people out there. Um, it's called TPJ TV, man. I'm really, really proud of this thing. Um, I'm build it. I've been doing consultant work, you know, podcast consultant work with people for a long time. I work with some of the biggest people in the game. Um, I'm, I actually co-produced Big Jaws podcast, which is coming out. So make sure when you check out the Big Jaws podcast, he's a big YouTuber. Make sure you go and you check that out eventually when it comes out. I co-produced it, put up his full setup. And as I got to doing it and working on it, everybody, you know, all those ideas started to flood into my brain. And I just really started to think about everybody that would sit, you know, told me that they wanted to do podcasts. So TPJ TV is meant for you guys. It's meant for all of the fans out there, for everybody that wants to go and start their own thing. It's a brand new service. As little as $25, you can get a full podcast with video like you see me on this video right here, right now. With audio, I got, I got pre-made audio and I got pre-made, um, you know, podcast skins for everybody as well as pre-made, um, you know, skins for IGTV um, podcasts as well. So I'm looking to help all of you guys start your podcast for the next generation, BA, IGTV, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is. Go check it out, tpjtv.com. Affordable prices there for everybody. You don't need any fancy microphones. You don't need any fancy equipment. All you need is a smartphone. All right, folks? Like I said, all you guys need is a smartphone. So I appreciate all you guys out there that have participated, um, you know, worked on the beta, uh, you know, with me. I appreciate it. Um, I even have, and I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a flash up a couple real quick, um, you know, a couple of these podcast skins. That's one of the podcast skins that I have available on there for all of the creators. Um, let's see. This is another one that I have available for all the creators. So really, I'm just trying to do something that's going to be dope for all of y'all. You know what I mean? You can check out. You see this podcast skin right here. It's available for everybody else. So like I said, you know, I really am trying to do something dope for the next generation, um, something that allow y'all to be able to do it. I got affordable packages for everybody, whether you want a podcast once a month, whether you want a podcast multiple times a month, you can do it if it's something that interests in, um, you know, you know, that interests you. I got levels for everybody, um, including advanced podcasters. You can use your own microphones if you have your own microphones at home. Um, so man, make sure you go, you check it out, tpjtv.com. And until then, this has been Shooting Shots. It's your boy, TPJ. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. I will get up with you guys very, 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 very soon. And as always, man, stay safe, stay healthy. And until then, enjoy yourself. Peace out.